welcome back to Inspired Babes, the Let's Chat podcast. So today I had my beautiful cousin on, Paisley, and we had just the best discussion around our childhood and hearing what it was like for her, you know, in her singing career growing up. She got a record deal at the age of 15 and, you know, she struggled with addiction and soon she found herself almost going on tour with one of her favorite artists and because of her addiction it spiraled out of control and therefore she didn't end up doing that and you know her singing career was a really big part of her life she moved to Nashville when she was really young and you know she talks about the struggle of addiction for for a long time and you know it's it's pretty remarkable hearing you know what she's gone through and you know the struggle is real right and it's really interesting how you know, in life that the secret is what keeps us captive. And once you can state what is so for you, it sets you free. And, you know, we just had the most enlightening conversation around addiction. And, you know, all of all of you who know someone who's going through addiction or who is in addiction, definitely share this and have them join because, you know, her her story is pretty remarkable. She inspires me every day. She's an incredible mom, a phenomenal wife, and I love our relationship. You know, you know, having a relationship like ours is rare, and it's it's pretty cool being able to have my best friend on one of my podcasts and record with her today and just be in conversation about our lives, and it's pretty cool. So just, you know, buckle up for this great, incredible podcast. And before we get started, I do want to share with you a little health tip. Now, as you guys have heard me mention on my show before, is that I'm very big into essential oils. And and it's really important for me as a mom to make sure that I'm using things that are safe, they're effective, and they're pure on my kids. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I used to be embarrassed with sharing this, that I've never given any of my kids any form of over-the-counter medicine whatsoever. My oldest, I did one time. But if anything arises, I'm always turning to my essential oils. I have them right at my fingertips, and I'm mixing that with my intuition on a daily. And I'm telling you, I follow my gut. There's a time and a place for everything, right? And there's also a balance. But for me, this is what I've turned to every time, and it works, right? So this healthy starter kit that I have comes with a diffuser and the 10 of the most popular essential oils. Okay. The essential oils that it comes with are lavender, lemon, peppermint, tea tree, oregano, frankincense, deep blue, breathe on guard and digest Zen. And again, a diffuser. Now, if you guys are looking for something to help with sleep, um, detoxing your body, anything to help with head tension, any form of skin issues, your immune system, to help you with meditation and calm the mind, anything to help with sore muscles or joints that are tense, anything to help with your respiratory system or even your immune system to strengthen that. Um, Or if you have upset tummies or having a hard time digest your food, this kit is the perfect kit. Now, it is retailed at $213.00. Um, but you do have a chance to save 25% on that and get that for $160. And to get that kit, you're going to go to linktr.ee slash M-I-K-A-J-B-R-U-I-N. And then you're going to click on Healthy Start Kit. 
and you can purchase it on there. Also, if you go over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you get notified every time I release a new episode, I do them weekly. And if you would give me a five-star rating and a written review, that would be absolutely amazing. And you guys, I love connecting through social media. So if you're on Facebook, go add me, say hi. If you're on Instagram, go follow me, comment, like, send me a DM and say hello. I would absolutely love that so much. And make sure you stick around at the very end because Paisley is going to be sharing a song with you and it's just too beautiful not to share. So I asked her to sing a short little snippet and she was so willing and I am beyond thrilled for you to hear her amazing voice. So just buckle up to be blown away. Okay, so I have Paisley here with me. Hey, Pay. Nice. I'm so happy you asked me to do this. Girl, I am so excited. So those of you who don't know, um, Paisley's my cousin, <laughs> and she has literally seen me through thick and thin. I have seen her go through thick and thin, and we've just been each other's like sidekicks since we were little. Yeah. Well, I think you need to preface too. Like, yeah. We're not like, you know, people say like, oh, they're cousins. I mean, we lived together. <laughs> we lived together. We lived in your basement. Yes. So, and oh. even, you know, even growing up, we were never not fully in each other's life. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, I'm really excited to have you here. And I just, I'm so honored that you're here. You've been such an inspiration to me. And I truly admire who you are as a woman and as, as a mom. And you have an incredible story. Oh. And, you know, nice. Paige, you've been through a lot in your life. And again, like I said, I've seen a lot and then just seeing, like I had mentioned who you are now as a woman. Um, I really admire you. Oh, so that, that I love you. <laughs> Honestly, that means so much to me. Aww. I can't even tell you. And I, Aww. I'm honored to be here. I feel like I never thought I would be on it. <laughs> well, hell yeah. I'm going to be your are fan, you but I didn't know I'd actually be here. <laughs> no, I'm really excited. I, I think that, you know, I was sharing with you, and I've shared with my guests before, I, I I have a list of people that I want on my podcast yeah. often, right? But I go off of my my intuition. And I swear to God, my mom, I was getting ready in the bathroom. I told you this already. Aww. I was getting ready in my bathroom and it's like, call Paisley, have her on your podcast. I love that. And Aww. I'm like, oh my, or it was Tim or it was, you know, grandpa. I don't know. Whoever. Whoever. And it just felt so good. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, I'm doing it. I love that. Honestly, to be honest with you, Mike, like I... I think initially it was just, you don't, um, you're not someone that settles. So I, mm. I love that I'm, I would never be someone you would call like if you didn't have a guest, like yeah. you genuinely, you put all, you put your heart and soul into this. So I, I, I was very, that even made it more special because mm. I'm like, okay, shit, she doesn't take, uh, she doesn't just ask anyone. So I this don't. is awesome. I love it. I yes. love the setup. I'm yes. Just, this is awesome. Well, good. I love you. <laughs> so uh, talk about some fun memories. Honestly, but Holy I, shit. Like, where do we I, start? I honestly, I, we were just talking about actually earlier how we were at my aunt's house, right? And oh. well, can we, I say, first of all. Let's just have you, to, you, you, the way you say it is so funny. I just need, you got to tell it. Well, first of all, so I, I show up and we're kind of just catching up like we do. And mm -hmm. you're, uh, you, you know, your little OCD kicks in and you're going, did you hear that? 
Did you hear that? Please? I need you to listen. And I'm, I, so now I'm, I'm getting a little fucking scared too. So I'm like, yes, I heard it. And you're going, it's fine. It's the ice maker. So I'm like, all right, so we're good. We're not good. There is not someone intruding. And it immediately brought me back to when our aunt Jamie called yeah. and she goes, can you, you babysat quite often for right. them, for Jamie. Yeah. And I was ob- obsessed with you. I still am. And you call me. This was when he called me. This is when you're using me. Oh, you call me and you go, you say, Hey, I can play today. And I was like, Oh my God, okay. And you're going, We have to babysit, but let's play. So I am so excited that I get to be with you all night. And I, little do I know, you just don't want to babysit alone. So we're hanging out, not much. We've got our cousin Anthony there. Shout out to Ant. Hmm. Like, oh, I'm he's so fucking funny. <laughs> so just to, too, we got to tell everybody a little bit about Ant. So he's the most amazing, mm. most like handsome gay man you've ever met. Yes. As a child, he had a thing with capes. <laughs> and, oh, he's so funny. Back to the story. So we're, we're sitting there and you heard, I guess, a scratch on the window. You fucking beelined it upstairs. So now I'm like, oh my God, what just happened? So I, I run up, I start running and poor Anthony, he just does this like high spit, high pitched scream. He's just screaming. And I still don't know what happened. I still have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, scary. And so we get up to the bathroom and you've got the toilet plunger. Oh, we anyway, locked the door. And nightmare. you know what though? It really was scary. We didn't know who it was. And then Jamie walked in. No, we our called aunt. Jamie. Jamie's like, what in the fuck is going on? Yeah. And she races home. It was a neighbor kid, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. It was really <laughs> frightening though. I mean, could you imagine? Like guys, just picture that. You're babysitting. And you're just sitting there, someone's screeching on the windows. It was okay. freaky, okay? Yeah. Imagine enjoying your time and, exactly. and eating popcorn and Micah freaks out. <laughs> <laughs> we seriously had the best. There was just, there's so many stories. Like I just, you know, I think that our relationship and our childhood is just rare. You know? I, no, 100%. That's why I think and, like, because we're not cousins. Yeah. That's, I don't picture us like that. Yeah. And you could ask all of us, like Hill and Ryan and oh. I mean, they're- we're all just, and then we, we can leave for a while. And then the second we see each other, it's just right where we left yeah, off. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. To land the plane. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so happy. I'm I know. Here. I know. Okay. So those of you who do not know, Paisley is an incredible singer. She got a record deal when she was super young. And I know that we have talked about that's kind of when things spiraled for you with addiction. 100%. Was that when, like at what point did that start spiraling? Like where were you? Were you in Nashville at that point? Like, yeah. So, you know, honestly, so singing started pretty young and Mm -hmm. um, it kind of, it took off pretty fast for me and, you know, my parents and stuff. And it was... Mm -hmm. It was really, really cool, and I feel like I have some incredible stories and um, opportunities that most don't. Mm. And along the way, and to be honest with you, I think I w- I've always been an alcoholic. It was just and an addict. It was just that that lifestyle and that career just heightens it a little bit. Um, really? Oh, one hundred percent. And mm. especially everyone in that industry, at least when I was there, kind of does, you know is in that lifestyle quite a bit. And so right. it's just what you do type of thing. Like, yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So honestly, it was like, it, it, once I moved to Nashville, it switched from alcohol and drugs being fun and you know what you do at a party to, okay, this is what you do 
to cope. This is what you do to survive. This is what you do to sing better, to perform better. So mm-hmm. um, it definitely turned on a whole other switch for me. And mm-hmm. it was like, oh my, I, I have found my best friend. Mm-hmm. I have found what makes me me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't hear this a lot in in the addiction or this, you know, the sober world is it worked for a while. I get really? it. Yes, it, it worked. And I think anybody who struggled with it, I mean, I, I'm not speaking for anyone but myself. It, it does. It works for actually a, a while mm-hmm. until it doesn't. And it's, you know, yeah. it, it goes, it goes south really, really fast, but mm-hmm. for a while it does. It's, you know, whatever, whatever you, for me, whatever I had trouble doing, Mm-hmm. it just it clicked and yeah. it was it was it was wonderful it, yeah mm-hmm. so how old were you when you moved to Nashville again okay I don't so remember. so I got my first like record deal offer when I was 15 mm-hmm. and I think as well my myself and my parents we didn't know anything about it so we just kind of well yeah who would just, but yeah it's like a whole new world and keep yeah. in mind uh folks I feel like I'm t- talking to a bunch of I feel so old we didn't have social media or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of the old school way. And um, yeah, it took off pretty quickly. And the second um, I graduated from high school, I moved straight to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And wow, yeah, it was really, it was really, really fun and mm-hmm. really, really dark and really amazing and really crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, well, you know, I remember coming and visiting you. I came with your mom and we came and visited you when you were out there. And Monica. Was it my mom too? Yes. Oh yeah. my God. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember we went to some studio with you or something, some big wig. And I know we're not going to say names, but <clears throat> like producers, there was some big wig people there. And I was like, and your mom was like, Micah, do you know who that is? And I'm like, I don't know who that is. Who's that? <laughs> I don't even know who it is. And it was a big deal to be there. And so I remember just being like, holy shit, so starstruck, even though I didn't know who they were. But after she had told me, I'm like, that's pretty cool. You yeah, know this, yeah. It, for sure. Looking back now, it's I don't know. It's kind of a, it's a weird position to be in because I I don't ever want to be like, well, <laughs> listen, this is what I did. Mm. But um, no, it we got to do some really really cool things. I like. I have to tell you. So the first time I think I don't know if I've ever told you the story. So when it when it really clicked for me. So I think I was 16 years old and. I was flying, uh, I flew to Alabama of all places to just sing. I think it was like a, a what they, a jingle mm-hmm. and I flew out. I was flying out for the day, just there and back. And I flew there and I could not, it was really early in the morning. Like I could not sing. And I was kind of panicking cause I was getting paid a lot of money to do this. So my manager at the time, he's like, well, you're never going to believe who's here. And, um, and I can't say his name, but. So I was completely starstruck. I was mm-hmm. so upset. I couldn't sing. I didn't know what to do. He brought me outside and he's like, listen, don't worry. Like smoke a cigarette with me. Let's take a shot of whiskey. And remind you, this was like 7 a.m. And I loved alcohol up to this point, but I didn't ever, I, I don't think I was abusing it quite yet. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, um, I take a shot of whiskey, smoke a cigarette, and I go back in the studio and I nailed it. First take. Like just nailed it. And I was like, holy crap. Oh my gosh. Like, why have I not thought of this? Like, this is genius. So anyway, and especially I didn't, yes, I I was like, I'm not going to smoke a cigarette. Like that was so horrible in my, you know, naive brain. So 
um, you know, that having that kind of energy around you and meeting those kind of people, I certainly didn't, I just did whatever they suggested. And that's, well, yeah, yeah. you're so young too. (laughs) You know what I mean? You can't, you just do, okay. Like you're still learning. You're still like, oh my gosh, that age. I can't even believe that. I know. I know. Looking back, I I think too, (laughs) I can't believe that I was, you know, by myself doing all that. But at the time it was just, you know, what we did Mm -hmm. and it was so fun and yeah. It didn't, and it didn't get dark for a long time. It, mm. When I say, and I, and I want to, I hope I'm not, I need to correct myself. When I say it worked, it, it, my life wasn't unmanageable and my relationships weren't unmanageable. You could function. Like, yeah. 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 And I functioned well. Mm-hmm. So mm. anyway, it, and I had a lot of really fun interactions. I mean, then, then there was times where even my mom, she's the one that I think caught it first well your mom I should say Mm. Monica would always say Tracy you got to talk to your that's not normal drinking and they're not 21 like hello and so my mom um you know she'd always kind of do the check-ins like you good and I would be like well yes I'm good do you not know who I was with and you know I'd name who I was with and you know it's hard not to be sucked into that and I think even she was like oh well yeah okay yeah Mm -hmm. I guess if you know my bad we didn't Maybe that's just kind of what you do. Mm, so yeah, yeah, it was a while before, like how long before you it like hit you to where you were like, holy shit, this um, is a problem. Probably when I lost my record deal. So mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, let's talk about that a little yeah. bit. I go, well, I got, so I don't know. I don't even know what it's like anymore. To be honest, the music industry's changed quite a bit, but yeah. So you usually you get signed to a label and they give you a certain amount of money. You go, you know, record. They give you like test runs and stuff. So, and you get, unfortunately, you get offered a lot. Like it's, you don't get one record deal, bam, you've made it. So I went through a couple and I was signed to, at this point, I was signed to Warner Brothers, which was, it was huge. It was the, cool. the one you wanted to be signed to. Right. And um, I can't even remember what happened. That's how bad it was. I think I, I was really blackout at one of my showcases. And I remember the head, the head of Warner Brothers was there and he was so cool. Like he, he actually, I think he, I think he saw it in me to be Mm -hmm. honest. And he just said, listen, you're about to go on tour with your, your dream, you know, your dream artist. I was going to be the opening, you know, act, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he said, go, go get help real quick before you're not big yet. No one knows who you are. So go get, go get sober. And then. Um, oh my gosh, no, I got a DUI. Hello. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, see, there we go. So it's okay. Yeah. So I got a DUI and he kind of pulled me aside and he just said, listen, you know, run home, get help and come back. It'll be like nothing happened. And even, I think he even said like, you can even drink again, just get better quickly. So, and actually people typically don't get chances like that. So, well, no. and I didn't know well, either, you know, I thought those kind of opportunities just came all the time. So I was actually really offended that he mm-hmm. thought I had a problem. So really, I moved home and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to do that. And there was another artist here in Utah that was like, hey, come open for me. Like, screw them. I can't believe they think that of you. And the fact that I was even questioning like that, my managers and producers, it, that shows you right there how your brain just starts to co- sort of it tell you tell yourself these lies and then it, it becomes a reality. So anyway, mm-hmm. long story short, right? Um, I never got the help that they suggested and they no longer worked with me. And then just things started, everything started to spiral after that. 
Mm. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't hold a job because, oh, and mind you, when you get signed to a label, you don't get any money yet. So mm. I was still waiting tables and in and out of that. And, um, I ended up going like opening up for a few of people and then just yeah. kind of fizzling, you know, fizzling out. But it was really hard because I didn't want to, I was not even close to looking inward. Mm. It the pain was so real. Like at the time that music was my world that meant more to me than anything that's what all I thought I wanted in yeah. this life and so it was too painful for me to go you fucking lost that you fucked up mm -hmm. so instead it was just to turn into like excuse after excuse they didn't like me they weren't right I mean on and on and on well yeah and yeah. um yeah again it, it took a, a very long time until yeah. I could until I could be okay with losing that career. Mm, yeah. I don't think I've even actually told anybody that before. It was for me that what that meant it was like a it was like a it was like losing a loved one. Yeah. That is all I wanted. It was all I was gonna do. There was no backup plan. That was it. Right. And I got a lot of chances leading up to that point. Mm -hmm. And I sort of I think just thought they would always be be there. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah I didn't um I wasn't a hard worker. Mm -hmm. I thought that talent could carry me a lot, you know, mm -hmm. could just kind of carry me a lot further. I, yeah. I was never willing to put in the work. It's just a lot of stuff just, yeah. Yeah. Didn't work out. Right. Right. So how many years were you there again? Nashville? Uh, six. Six years. Mm -hmm. And you moved home. Probably, I think I was, well, I was back and forth a lot, but yeah. I like officially moved home, I think 2012, 11, 2011, okay. 12. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I moved there in 2006, mm. like literally the day after I graduated high school, I left. Yeah. And it was funny. I, um, my mom, I was like, I need to grab like a ton of stuff. And she goes, no, no, no. Just go out there for a couple, like a week yeah. and see if you like it. Right. If you do, we'll move you, you know, we'll do what mm -hmm. we need you to do. So I ended up having my dad like drive my car out. I just. I took off and yeah. I loved it. Yeah. So you do you think that like once you realized that there was a problem that mm -hmm. you kept it in for a while, you kept trying to hide it and keep it a secret type of thing because you didn't want people to know about it, even though people probably did know, but you just kind of kept it more of a secret or? Well, yeah, 100% for yeah. sure. That it's hard to. I've been, I feel like I've, I've been on this journey for so long. It's, yeah. it's honestly just sometimes it gets exhausting to even think about. But mm -hmm. um, so the the first, like the first time I got sober, mm -hmm. it was just to, it was just to get just to like, you know, lose a little weight, get the puffiness gone. Right. It was, I was not quitting drinking Yeah. It, it, by any means. It was yeah. just to, you know, get my head right again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say it, but well – for me, it, it yeah, it took a very, a very long time before I took it serious and really knew I had a problem. Mm, yeah. And then I, once I was like, okay, all right, all right, I'm an alcoholic. Right. This is bad. This is a bad deal. I discovered pills mm. and I was prescribed a lot of pills. So all of a sudden I was like, holy crap, I have been missing out on a whole other level. Mm. <laughs> you can't smell pills. You can't do any of that. So I finally get right with alcohol and then I find this whole other thing. And when I say get, I never got um, completely, completely, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Like I, 
my journey yeah. involves AA. That's mm-hmm. what I believe in. I love, I love Alcoholics Anonymous. And so in the, in that program, yeah. no one speaks for that program, but, mm-hmm. um, I never dove too deep into it. It was just like to kind of tell everybody I'm good. All right. Right. I'm good. Like here, I'm right. I'm sober, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, Oh, you know, actually, you know, probably the, the darkest of times and my mom and my sisters mm. all, I bet, I bet if you asked them, they would tell you the same story. What? Yeah. It was about, uh, two weeks before your mom died. Really? She was on, yeah, she's on her deathbed and Hillary was probably at her worst. I was, I was at my worst and my mom, I think she, I mean, she was in a sinking ship. She was, you know, she was getting a divorce Hillary, me, and then she was losing the most important person in her life. I can't even hardly talk about it without getting emotional because that was, I mean, to this day, I, I feel really bad that my mom had to go through all that. But, um, anyway, long story short, Monica, did you, Monica pulled a few of us aside Mm -hmm. and she said, I want you to stay sober for me. I want you to write a letter and you put it in my casket. And I was like, Oh man, it was just, I'm like, really? Like, don't even say that. Like, I, I, you're not even, you're not even going to die. This is so horrible. Yeah. And, um, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably the first time I was like, I really wanted to get better. Yeah. From up to, up until that point, it was just like everybody, oh, fuck off. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm good. Once that hit, it was a whole other, you know, part of my, part of my journey. Now I, now I wanted to be sober. Yeah. Alcohol and drugs, like they did not numb anything anymore. Mm-hmm. They didn't work at all. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to go back for a minute. Cause yeah. it's so, you know, it's so interesting. Cause I didn't realize your mom was going through all that. Oh, I, it's, it's really I, hard. And, and here I, you know, I think that I was so, you know, um, just into losing my mom. Well, unless, yeah, right. I was and just I, gonna say, I, I didn't even, <clears throat> yeah, I just didn't think, I didn't realize that at all. It's, yeah. you know, I think that it makes you realize that even though your whole world is crumbling, other people's are too. Yeah. And you're not the only one who's going through shit. And um, people are always, always, always going through stuff. And it just puts things into perspective because it's like, yeah, here I was losing my mom. Yeah. But yeah, your mom was losing her sister and then her daughters and then this divorce. And, yeah. you know, it just really, it, I just, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. My mom is honestly, I, oh my God. I, I always, I mean, I tell everybody she's, of course, she's my hero. Yeah. But man, talk about a woman who just never mm-hmm. freaking gives up. Oh, I know. Ever. Oh, seriously. I, mm, okay. If it weren't for your mom, like I just, because she's been through divorce and she's raised kids on her own. And I just want to like, she has been such an amazing support for me and I love talking to her and she has the best advice, you know, because she has been through it. Yeah. She's an open book and she'll she'll be the first one to say like, don't do this. I did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, she's, Oh my God. I just, I'm so grateful for the relationship that your, your mom and I have, um, since my divorce. I mean, I feel like, you know, we've all been such a close family, but like, because, you know, when you go through similar situations, you have a re- a way, you know, to relate yeah. and then you can connect on a different level. Oh, yeah. And so it's just, oh, my God. I'm for, I'll am i be forever grateful for her <laughs> and who she is. Seriously. Holy shit. Mm. Pretty awesome. I know. <laughs> I know. But um, so you know how you were saying – I mm. want to go back to the addiction stuff. So yeah. you were saying that um, 
with how you're prescribed a lot. Yeah. And that's where in your mind, you know, you had justified. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm being prescribed. Like, I want to talk a little bit about that because we had, we're talking about that the other day. Yeah. And I thought that was very fascinating because I think a lot of people struggle with that and think that, oh, well, that's prescribed. Yeah. A medical professional gave me this. Like what's, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mind your business. (laughs) Yeah. No. And, and, you know, I do want to say when you first asked me to do this, Mm -hmm. I called you right back and I said, I don't think it's a good idea that I, that I come on your podcast. Like I have to, I haven't been sober that long. I don't think it's a, it's good for me to just, you know, go on and preach something. And I love that you said, Oh no, you have to be on. Like, I love, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I see the woman that you are. And that meant a lot to me because I still used that mics Mm -hmm. like earlier this year. Mm -hmm. I had, you know, a newborn colic baby. I had postpartum COVID hit. It was just Mm -hmm. this perfect storm. And this doctor you know, said, Hey, listen, let's get you, let's get you some, you know, Xanax. This will help you out. And I, I mean, come on, let's get real. I knew instantly that this was not, this is a bad deal, but it's weird. It is so weird how, Mm. uh, you know, you can't even describe addiction really, but, um, yeah, yeah, it, it comes over really fast and it just, uh, it hits, it hits fast. It hits hard. (laughs) And, It's funny because I say like, oh, I was prescribed it. I was prescribed it. I was hiding it from my husband though. So Mm -hmm. if I'm that proud, if I'm that, you know, I prescribe, if I'm going to use that excuse, then Mm -hmm. why did I hide it? Right. So, I mean, I think for me, especially just, I've been, you know, battling this for such a long time that Mm -hmm. I don't know. That one was, that one was really, really hard. Yeah. I finally felt like I had a really good chunk of time kind of under my belt. You know, I got my lifelong dream was to be a mother and I, you know, I got married. I did all the, you know, like that just proved to me again, how powerful that disease is. Cause mm-hmm. you would think you have kids. What the, like, seriously, mm-hmm. like, are you, you know, you, you know, 100% sure you are an alcoholic and you're an addict. Yeah. Like what? Anyway, but mm. well, well, you know, I, I feel like when, you know, be, earlier this year when you were going through all that mm-hmm. and you had called me up one day during, you know, and we yeah. FaceTimed and you said, look, Mike, I'm struggling. Like I, or I was struggling. Now I'm, you know, um, getting sober and mm-hmm. I'm doing all the things I need to do to get sober. And it was just so cool. And we talked about this, you yeah. know, because in that moment I thought, Wow. That took a lot of courage just to say, hey, look, this is what was so for me, no longer is, but I'm doing what I need to do to move forward in my life. Yeah. It was like this this relief, this, this energy, this weight had been lifted off your shoulders just because you stated what was so. Because I think in life, it's the secret is what keeps us captive, right? It, it keeps us in quicksand and we can't fucking get out. Yeah. But once you state what's so, and this could be with anything, not yeah. just addiction. It could be with, you know, I mean, what other things? Porn, shopping, gambling. I'm like, wait, what things would they be? Yeah. They left me. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's so many different, um, you know, things that this can relate to. And yeah. I just think even if you're, you're having anxiety or if you're having a day of struggle, but you don't want to look bad or you don't want people to think that you're weak 
right? Yeah. Week. Like this is the stupidest shit because we have all those stupid stories that are in our minds and we make them up and make us wrong and make us, you know, believe that we're not worthy enough or we're not good enough. And that's what keeps us from telling people, I believe. I truly believe that, you know, or what are they going to think of me if I tell them? And so bottom line, what I'm getting at is that I just really um, acknowledge you for just stating what was so for you. Yeah. I think that that, I mean, it just, it shifted a lot and I'm just proud of you, you know, and, and, and I don't ever look, you know, when people have an addiction or they've done something in their past or whatever it is, I don't ever look at them as that. I don't label people as that because I'm not holding you to that anymore. Yeah. Like who you are in this moment is Paisley and you're fucking glowing and you're an amazing <laughs> mom. And no, really. And you keep pushing through. And I don't I, – I just think that if people could look at people, you know, differently at, in, in the moment mm-hmm. versus the past, yeah. I think things would be a lot differently. People would – you know, everyone's, we can create people is what I'm getting at. Right. Mm -hmm. If I sat here and I'm like, Paisley, you're this and you're, I mean, God, you're going to be like, holy shit. I feel like shit now. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Like, but anyways, I'm just, you're just seriously so amazing. And, um, I know it's just a day to time moment by moment. And, um, I just freaking love you. (laughs) I love you, Mike. But I honestly have to tell you that like, I hate, I hate saying <laughs> but I also think that people like you are rare because I know that in that moment when I, when I didn't call you, <laughs> sorry, no, you, you didn't, not even for a second, you were so excited I was getting help again. Mm-hmm. It was probably, I don't know if it was the 48th time. <laughs> no, no, time. who's counting? I'm getting sober, but <laughs> I remember you're one of the few people I wanted to call because you were just so, you were so excited. Yeah. You were so happy on the phone. Like, Oh my God, great. Well, call me. Let's, let's go to the pool. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, like, wow. I can, wow. I can do this. I can do this. You know? And Mm -hmm. I think if whoever is listening to this, if you are struggling, like, like you just said, you're not that and you're not alone. And then if you have someone that does struggle with this, I hope they can kind of take a page from your book. Someone is going to want to get better mm-hmm. a lot faster if they feel safe and they feel that that, that doesn't define them, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. And I think now, I think addiction, and it's not such a taboo topic. People are, mm-hmm. you know, getting on board with it. Is it. You know, it's an actual disease. It's not, you know, all that stuff. And yeah. it's a lot easier to kind of wrap your head around. Yeah. But – you know, a lot of people just sometimes look at the addict and you don't realize how much power the people around them have. And if they can, like I said, just mm-hmm. be how you are. And, and you know, my mom and my sister, they're a lot like that too. They're just like, yeah. oh, great. You ripped the Band-Aid off. Like, let's, let's move forward. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's do this thing. We have right. your back. Yeah. We're on this train with you. Whatever we can do to help you. Mm-hmm. I always... <laughs> I'm always like, God, why didn't I do that sooner? I've been mm-hmm. in pain for so long. Like mm-hmm. I have all these people that yeah. are, they're just going to be so happy that I, let's, like you said, move, move forward. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. but you've always, you. you've always kind of had that gift, Mike. Mm-hmm. So you're very, very just, 
I mean, the most non-judgmental person, and that's that's probably that's how I define your mom too. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Yeah, I think it's 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 really good to look at the both both sides of that right yeah disease and mm-hmm. anyway. Oh well, yeah, I mean the thing is, the reality is, it's a real thing. It's yeah. not you know, but but it's like you know you just like you can't keep holding people to that and talking to them as if they are that because they'll keep being that. Well, and I think you just you said something really really strong. It's you're just it's the secret. I swear to you, that's probably. I mean, for me anyway. I keep I keep saying for me, but it's because I hope that if anybody you know is out there and. Yeah. This is just my experience with it, but just saying it, you know, getting it out. Totally. That alone was pretty much half the battle. Mm -hmm. From there, it was really, I mean, honestly, I went to, this last time I went to an outpatient program and Mm -hmm. it was so, I mean, I know this sounds weird, it was fun. It was like, I, I got my my spirit back. I felt like I was able to just really enjoy my kids and it happened quickly. That's another thing that I really, really wish I had. And and, and I mean, had I heard that there was someone out there that, you know, getting better happens fast. Mm -hmm. It's not 30, 60, 90 days of pure hell and you can't, I mean, it's fast. It's like, oh, you can be happy really fast. Mm -hmm. And and it's, it's, it's hard. But it's simple. It is simple. Yeah. And you chose that. You chose simple. You could have chose hard and you could have believed that it's going to take 30 or 60 days. Yeah. But I think. But I, I don't, yeah. That's like, uh, you know, I think that's why sometimes it takes so long. And I I would like to think in the future, I, I mean, I I pray that this is, you know, this is it for the longest. Of what I, for today it is. But mm-hmm. um. No, God forbid I have a slip up. It doesn't have to be this big, scary, weird secret like it always is for me. Yeah. It just can be like, hey, hold on, you guys. I just got to tell you something like shit. I know that everyone in my life would be like, no worries. No worries. What can we do? What can we do? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, that's really powerful. Oh, it's so powerful. And even again, just to reiterate, like, even with people are struggling with anxiety, with their stress, with whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. And you're having a bad day, like it. If you don't state what's so for you, right when you talk to somebody, yeah, you're going to be completely checked out of that conversation, oh, right? Yeah. For instance, oh, I'm drinking again, and you're talking to somebody. In your mind, you're thinking, are they going to know? Are they going to know? Or do, can, do you think they can tell? So it takes you out of the oh. conversation. Same with anxiety, like, yes. oh, I had a shitty day. This person did this or whatever, or my kids or whatever. Someone's trying to get advice from me or talk to me, but this is running in my head. Yeah. There's no fucking way I can be present with that person. It holds you hostage it from totally so does. many things. Yes, it does. Like I, I really, I don't want to look back on too much and dwell because you know, that serves zero purpose. But right. I missed a lot of cool moments with my boys just because of that alone. Of mm. that that voice in your head of like, how am I getting out of this? How am I gonna? How can I get around this? How can mm. I keep hiding it? And what in mm. reality, everybody knows. Everybody right. knows. Right. Like, especially, I mean, my mom and my sister, they're always laughing like case. We knew. <laughs> You're like, shit, I thought it was going to be Yes. Different. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and the odd part is, me, this is where my sister and I don't have similar experiences. This is, I am obsessed 
with what people think of me. Mm. I still am. I deal with it right now. So Who doesn't know, <laughs> right? You're True. a human being. Do you know how many people struggle with that, but they're afraid to admit it? No, you're right. You're okay. right. So you just, no, you're right. But in that, like, I don't know. He'll, she always is like, Pays, come on, get the gigs up. Everybody knew. But like, I, I, I wanted everyone to think I was this perfect mom and I had all my ducks in a row and my, you know, I kept it, my house was spotless, my car. And I don't know, weird stuff that I was obsessed with. Mm. And the, the people that I wanted approval from, Micah, like, what? What? Why, yeah. do you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Worry about the people that, like, truly, you know, you, my mom, like, who? I don't know. I no, hope that even yes. makes sense, but it totally does. That's that's always been a little bit part of my addiction. It went like that was. I'm I'm currently in therapy and I love it. Hell yeah! No, I, seriously, everyone should do therapy or a life coach. Yes, either or both or both. Why not? Right. <laughs> it's um. I'm really trying to work on that. When I tell you it's a battle, like I. With it today, like mm-hmm. for some reason, this image I have that I want to hold that everybody sees me is so bizarre. Like what? Mm-hmm. So what? Everybody really actually likes you, but when you put on that weird shit and you're <laughs> when you take those pills, yeah, that's not you, right? Exactly. So I don't know. You know, but so many. I think there's so many people listening. You know that can relate to that right? They put on this facade or whatever, like everything's so perfect. And, yeah. but really we're all dealing with shit mm-hmm. but we, but we try to be <laughs> portray this perfect image when really it's like, just stay what's show, what's so and say, Oh my God, it's, I'm a shit show today. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh-huh. It's fine. I yelled at my little boy and I, you know, this and this and yes, you know, yeah. who, I mean, God, I just think the more vulnerable we are with people and and knowing that we don't need approval from anybody but ourselves. And I know it's so hard to, oh. it's like easier said than done. Cause yes. I do the same thing sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, sure. wait, why did I even need that validation from them? Why did I need, you know, we've had conversations yeah, that about that. That took up a lot of energy. My right. Head. <laughs> right. You well, know, we have these obsessive thoughts a little bit in our mm-hmm. family, but it's fine. <laughs> We're going to pretend. We got, just kidding. we got it under control. We do. We do sometimes. Oh dear oh. Lord. Anyways. But it's just, I think a lot can relate to that and wanting people to like us and to be liked mm-hmm. and to be seen and, and, and we want people to think a certain thing about us and it's okay. Like, well, I don't know if you, I don't know. I think you've told me this. I've, I've heard it from a few people, but what, whoever is thinking of you mm-hmm. is none of your business. Mm-hmm. That was a really hard mm-hmm. thing for me to process. Like I, it, I mean, I'm like, excuse me, it is my business. Like, yeah. I'm, <laughs> oh, my mom said that to me all the time. So, uh, yeah, so I, all the time was that's for sure who I've been hearing it from. That is you because yeah. it's, I don't know, I try and say that to myself out loud, mm-hmm. like every morning, like really remind myself of that. But mm-hmm. it's hard. Well, it is. And I think, too, a good reminder is like somebody came to me and said, Oh my gosh, I just heard this thing about you. I, so I actually caught myself in this moment, I, I typically, I'm not around that world anymore. Mm-hmm. Like as far as people talking crap, I just, you know, we're, you know, in our thirties. So yeah. it's just not there, but somebody did some situation happened and I was like, Oh, well wait, what did she say? And I was like, you know, actually I don't want to know. I stopped. I yeah. caught myself because I don't want to know what other people's, if it's, if it's a negative thing, I don't want to know. Yeah. Why? Why? Why would even somebody go say, oh, I heard this about you and it's negative? Why would, why do people do that? You know, it's interesting because they do that, mm-hmm. 
But it's like it, you need to get to a point where you don't care. Yeah. Who fucking cares? <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? I know. I feel like I have moments of that and it is mm-hmm. so – man, it feels good and it yeah. feels you feel so light. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like you said, easier said than done. Well, I will say, yeah. but mm-hmm. I feel like I call – like, okay, we talk to each other pretty much every day. But yeah. um, I love that – You've done so much work, Micah. Like mm-hmm. I feel like there's times where I do. I put you on this pedestal, and I—it's not a bad thing. I love—I I worshipped. I mean, like when we were kids. But oh, you're so cute. I have to say, it was really refreshing when I called you and I was venting to you, and you—you you just said, "Oh my God, I'm dealing with something similar," and it was like, "Oh, really? Like you—you mm-hmm. you actually you go back into unhealthy behavior, really?" And you were like, "Oh my God, hell yeah!" And you were like asking—you wanted my opinion on it, and I loved that. I was like. She's still okay. She's still Micah. I don't know. It's I love especially listening to all this with you. You're never one to. You're not ever gonna. How do I word this? You're never gonna preach something you haven't gone through. Mm-hmm. It's just not who you are. Mm-mm. So I don't know. It was oh, that's that, There was you know there's certain times where I'm just like oh my god she's just got her shit together. Yeah. Like, how am I gonna get there? How am I going to? you know, be authentically me. How am I going to do all that stuff? So it was yeah. nice that you yeah. were, you have your shit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. And I know. Yeah. I love and that thank about you. you. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and that's the thing is, you know, with social media too, is I, I'm pretty real with shit. Like if I'm going through something, I yes. will share it. I'm like, yeah, this is what's showing up for me today. And you know, and I, because we're all humans and it's, and it's so cool. Cause even like we talked about some of the guests that I've been having on and you know, when we're in conversation, they're like, I'm just a normal human being. I, I really, I was like, how do you keep it together? And you're like, yeah. what do you mean? I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, how are you not, how do you not like get stumbled on words or anything that you're just like, I don't know. I've been, it's just been really fun and yeah, getting to know, I don't know. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. And, and two, you know, something I want to just reiterate is that, you know, so often I think we want, um, advice or we care what people think about yeah. us, right? But we care what people like we care from the wrong people. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. So so my mom. Yes, that's what she yeah, keep going. Yes. So if you really want to get some authentic, you know, truthful advice from somebody, do it from somebody who's actually been through it and also is doing the work. Yeah. It's constantly working on themselves because I'm not going to call a friend if I'm in a low moment that continually gossips and is in her shit and isn't working on herself ever mm-hmm. and get advice yeah. because then my mindset's going to start shifting and dwindling down to that. I want to be calling and surrounding myself with yeah. somebody that's going to be like, oh my God, Micah, call me out on my fucking shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no, it, there's you're, a you're right. difference there too with, um, with that. So, anyway. But don't you – like for, for me, mm-hmm. it's way easier – Mm-hmm. To call the girl that's just gonna feed that thought. Oh, like totally. do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like my mom. She she says all the time. She's like, you really care about what that person? Like what? Yeah. It's it's hard to. I don't know when no, you're in true. it, but when I'm in that, I I, mean, I have to admit it's I I know if I call you, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get unconditional love and support. Mm-hmm. But you are gonna call me out. So mm-hmm. there is times where I'd rather call someone that's gonna just. <laughs> Feel you know what I'm it's saying? It's true. I mean, it I have true. to admit, for me, I want. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, it's true. 
Yeah. I, I remember too, when I was going through my divorce, I would call friends that had gone through the same thing, but they were also still in that same space yeah, of victim mentality. Life, right. And, but it fed off of it. So it felt good. It made me feel better. That justifies it. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I would call my other friend. She's one of my business partners and she's, you know, introduced a lot of the inner work and coaches and trainings and all the things to me. Yeah. And she just like would shoot it to me straight. But then there would be like this conversation of transformation. Yeah. Like a shift. A huge shift. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking powerful. Now I'm freed up. Yeah. As before, it's like I keep digging myself in this deep fucking hole. And it's just ah, yes. crazy. Yes. Mm, it's crazy. I don't yeah. know. Why do we do that? I don't know. I always question. I'm like, what? This could have been so easy. Yeah. You could have just, you know, you could have been, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because we're human beings and our minds are just little machines. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And it's funny you brought up even, I don't even know why. I just social media, mm. I get sucked into that mm. so bad. Like mm-hmm. as we're saying it now, like I mm-hmm. want to, I don't know. It's, I know. Oh, especially to... as a mother. Mm. I don't really, I don't know. I don't really get mm. too worked up about much, but yeah. if I see, you know, an old friend or, or anyone and they just, they're doing something with their kids that sometimes that just hits so close at home. And I'm just like, Oh my God. Like I, I'm such a fuck up. I, I, I really, mm. I really fucked up. Mm. I, it could take me days to get out of that when it's yeah. just, I really tried not to, um, I don't know. I saw this, I saw a post as I'm saying social media, but the post said, it was like, it's okay to, to unfollow a few people right now. And not because you don't, you know, love and respect them. It's just for some reason they're, mm. You know, they're tri- I hate that word trigger, but they're triggering that feeling inside of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was really, I was like, holy shit. I don't want, I don't want to un- unfriend or block this person. I love, I like them. I just mm-hmm. right now, yeah. I don't know why it is making me feel so shitty. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's like, you have to be so careful with, you know, who you're surrounding yourself with, yes. who your conversations are with, what you're watching, what you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, social media, right? Because that, like you're saying, it can suck the life out of you, your Mm -hmm. energy. And it's, so it's just, that's why it's like, ugh, I don't know. It's, yeah. It robs a lot of, Mm -hmm. for me, it's robbed a lot of, a lot of moments of of joy, Mm -hmm. of not having an anxiety. (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So I wanted to ask you, with because I'm not super, you know, I haven't struggled with addiction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is there something that is a similarity with every time an addict decides to use again mm-hmm. and again and again? There's got to be something that's the same story you tell yourself and you had in the past, mm-hmm. right? Every time you you relapse. like Yeah. Well, again, I just, I don't know. I want to be like super clear. I'm not speaking for anybody else. But me, but I, I can tell you with certainty, I, I hear this a lot. It's going to be different this time. Mm. Every single time I relapse and Micah, every time I've relapsed, Mm. it never, it's never worked. It's never fucking worked. It's not like I have this, like, well, listen on March 4th, it, it, it worked. Like, (laughs) Like it never does, but for some reason, and, and, and I thought, I thought, especially in motherhood. 
like I don't want to get I don't know if you want to go too deep in that I mean I had miscarriages like all I wanted was to be a mother so once I had that too like you have this thing like once I have this once I have this job once I have this I will never use again and and then when it when that time hits I'm not thinking like I my husband kind of asked me the same thing in the mm-hmm. beginning of our relationship he's like what 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 does happen like why what why mm-hmm. and it, it's I never I I never wake up thinking I'm gonna hurt this person or like okay this is what I'm gonna do it's it's going to be different this time it's going to work it'll be different it's gonna work and I'm gonna be a better mom I'm gonna clean my house more I'm gonna be funnier I'm gonna be more organized I just I won't feel this crippling anxiety yeah when in reality you're just pretend anxiety is the fire alcohol is the freaking like yeah. gas to the to the flames yeah. I mean it never works but in my mind in that moment it will you think that when you say it'll be different you think that I can use um in a way where I can still it won't be a problem yes I'll take it thing. as prescribed yeah mm. I promise you and I I'm not just I'm not just like trying to it's not full of shit like I believe that lie too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know I can control it this time. I know I can. I'm different. I, you know, I've, I've matured. I've brought, like, I can't even tell you the shit. And, and then it turns into like pretty soon. It's almost like this panic. You're just, I need it. I need it. Not only is really? it different, it's going to work. And, you know, weird things are starting to get worse. My anxiety is getting bad. Oh my gosh. Both my kids are crying now. Like I I just, this is going to fix it all. It'll fix everything. And I swear to you every single time it it's worse. And with every relapse, with every relapse is actually like the scenario is worse. Mm, Interesting. I have some horrifying situations that I've had that I, uh, it's hard to even talk about, but my disease has progressed so much that this last time around, it took, I, and I'm not, I'm not lying. It took about two and a half, three beers and I was blackout rage, like rage. Mm-hmm. My disease has progressed that much that, you know, before it would take a lot of vodka. It was maybe a few days before I would go on and like go on a little bender, whatever. It, it's getting with every relapse, it's getting more and more dangerous. It's getting more, it's the the fuse is shorter. Like, and Mm. this last one scared the shit out of me. I've never gotten rage off of beer ever. My guy, like I'm telling you. And then unfortunately my sister and husband were both my sisters and, and husband were all a part of that. And on one hand, on one hand, I'm like, I'm really, grateful it was just them but on another they're the ones I love the most Mm. it was horrifying it was really dark really scary and oh I still I'm just like why what happened why what Mm. I could I could tell you the whole scenario of that day but in reality it's just an excuse like what oh it's it's really it's hard yeah and you know I think that the why there's no, I mean, even if you did know the why, what would that do? Right. I mean, and, and just know that 
in time, I mm-hmm. think that I, with, I think with all things in life, yeah. um, it all comes to a head, right? You're in therapy right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing my work. We constantly are unraveling this onion, right? And peeling yeah. back layers and layers. And you're going to keep learning more and discovering more about yourself as to the why in yeah. a way, right? Yeah. And, and so it's, it's just like giving yourself grace and being kind because everyone does shit that they're not proud of. Holy crap. I know. I mean, I'm like, I, I love, I love talking to you because you always make it, you make it such a, a power, an empowering thing mm-hmm. to go through. But, uh, it's, it gets really, really embarrassing and dark. Mm. Like it's, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. And I hope I was making sense when I said how it gets, it gets so scary so fast. Like each relapse, mm. it progresses. And that's, oh, totally and that's actually sense. just a fact. That's not even just my experience. Mm. Like, you know, they've done studies on the, on, you know, oh yeah, especially for like an alcoholic brain. And it was, I didn't even hit me until a few weeks after this, this incident had happened. And it, Mind you, I had been sober for a big chunk of time. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't like, a, like I said, it wasn't on a bender. It wasn't on any of that. My sister said, like, Pace, holy shit. Your disease has progressed so badly. Like you drink two and a half beers and you've got to that level mm. where it's taken, you know, 15 years of drug and alcohol abuse. You know, it, it would take, it would take a lot of horrible incidences. It would take a lot of, you know, excuses and it took to get to that to that scary place. So, mm. you know, I don't know if that makes any it sense. Does make sense <laughs> but you know what though? It's really, um, I look at this as what a gift that it does progress because sometimes you need to fucking hit rock bottom to wake the fuck up and yeah. say, Holy shit. It scared the shit out of you. Uh, I, honestly, right? you just nailed it. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you look at it that way versus like this negative thing, I mean, it, it is a serious thing and it does progress and I see that. But at the same time, if you, there's a flip side to this is that things sometimes have to get bad enough for you to change. That's for, for things to change. Honestly, Mike, so I don't, I feel like you're, that's you know? word for word. Well, like my mom, what my mm-hmm. mom says things to ha- like, when is it going to get bad enough? I yeah. mean, my mom says Your that mom to me says that to me. She got, I actually got that from <laughs> her. That's okay. right. All yes. Right. Yeah, I know. Right. Oh my God. Directing it though. And I love that you said that. Like you said, what a, what a gift. And I was like, for a second there, I'm going, okay, where's the fuck she's headed with this one? (laughs) But no, you're right. Yeah. And my mom mentioned too, like, you know, she said, Pays your, your boys, your boys won't remember this, but, but they will, they will, if you don't get better, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that do, do your kids. Uh, do your do your kids have the power, you know, to to help an alcoholic dad? You know, does a death does this? No, but they can be really good motivators. And having, I know, I just keep kind of beating a dead horse right now, but having a positive circle mm. that uh, any addict is is going to be, they're going to want to get help. Mm-hmm. It's a miserable, lonely life. Yeah. I wanted to get help for a very long time and the you know, I'm so lucky and blessed I have this this circle of people. A lot most don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they don't have I was kind of telling you like you were saying all the all this amazing things that you say. I love it, Mike's, but that's not 
normal. It takes people a lot of pain, a lot of heartache, a lot, a lot of shit to get to that place of mm -hmm. just complete love, unconditional love and support. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, I guess if you look at, you have been through hell and back a few times, so yeah. I guess that makes sense. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's actually really fascinating. And so you had said something earlier and, um, when you relapse, it's like you're looking for that um, relief, relief, or it'll make me better, or it's like you're reaching for that thing and yes. it, hoping it'll give you that thing. It'll yes. be, give you that happiness. It'll give you that. It'll be better with my kids. It'll well, be and, better wife. I'll be better, right? Yeah, but there's. It's not hope. It's it will right. give me that. Okay, right. Like it just switches, yeah. right? And I think that so often, just even in general, not an addict, right? Yeah. People will do that with. Um, the men in their lives with buying cars, the houses, the money. Yeah. If I make this much money, you know, I'll, um, be happy. Yeah. If I do this, I'll be, so it's kind of the same thing, right? Yes. An addict and just a regular person. So mm -hmm. it's like, it can relate in both ways. Cause I think we are constantly searching for that thing to give us that, that fulfillment inside, but yes. realizing that that has to come internally. Like nothing can make you happy. No car, no relapse, yeah. no nothing. Yeah. I mean, sure. Things can bring you joy. Sure. It can get you high or drunk or whatever that yeah. feeling, but it's just numbing shit. It's never going to last. It's yeah. not going to last. And it's just, it's very fascinating, right? Because I think whether you're an addict or not, it's the same thing. People do that. Yeah. Anyways, it's no, just it's I, kind of a cool thing. I've yeah. Anyway, but no, I love cool. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's still not that's <laughs> crazy. I hope well, that everyone, exactly. you know, it is, it's nice to hear like, yeah, exactly. Got their, everyone's got their shit. Just because you're an at, like an addict doesn't mean you're the only one wanting to get, you know what I mean? Yeah. That quick fix because human beings do it all the time. Yeah. But they use different things. Mm -hmm. For sure. So. And I think too, my sister always has such good nuggets. Oh, I love her. Oh mm. God. She's just seriously. Hillary is. I swear to gosh, she reminds me of just like a little, a little Buddha. Oh, like she's just so. Oh, yeah, she's so but cute. she always like we always joke if we weren't sisters, she would fucking hate me. Like I, she, I mean, I would just annoy the shit out of her because I'm just like needy, weird, like right. annoying, and she's just so mellow, she's like chill. you know. Yeah, but yeah, she's almost got a fucking year. She's doing amazing. And one of the things that she's said to me before, she's like, "Pace, this will pass." I know you feel anxiety right now. I know you feel inadequate, whatever. Sit with it. Just sit with it. I promise you it will pass. And to be honest, that's, that's saved me a few times. I mean, different things. As an alcoholic, an addict, you, you know, it is, you're going to battle it for essentially forever. But it doesn't have to be such a horrible fight every day. Mm -hmm. Like, sit with it. It'll pass. Yeah. It always does. That's what hurt, like, her biggest thing. Mm. She said, well, like it, Spot there's on. never been a time when it didn't pass mm -hmm. and you can look back and go, Oh thank God. I... And every time you mm -hmm. make it through that thing, it's, you're like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. You know? Well, it's just that acknowledgement of what's so right. As you're yeah. sitting with it, you're surrendering to what is so in the moment. Mm -hmm. Therefore it disappears. Like eventually, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just that whole it's the same with, with all the things with going through, you know what I mean? All the things in life. It's like, oh my God, if we could just sit with it. Yeah. 
And um, I don't know, are you familiar with shadow work? Have you heard of that before? No. Yeah, so I'm learning more about that. And it's where you basically think of the most painful event in your life or traumatic experience or whatever that may be, right? Yeah. And you just sit there and you think about it. You you play it in your mind and you feel those emotions. So there's there could be purging that happens. There could be just crying. Um, obviously, anxiety could come over, but you're just sitting with it and you're actually experiencing that in the moment and breathing through it in the moment. That sounds like my worst nightmare. That is why – no, no, no. People don't do that. And that's, yeah. that's where no. – but that's where the freedom comes. Mm-hmm. Because you're allowing yourself to sit with it, yeah, but on like a really intense level. And I remember after when I went was separated, uh-huh. going through all that, yeah. I was in a really bad place. I had an, I had this like pull to just meditate every day. I always wanted to, but I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I can't even shut my mind up. There's no way I'm gonna meditate. Yes, uh, right. I, seriously. Yes, and I don't even know how. How do you meditate? I don't even know. I didn't yes. even know. Uh-huh. But what I realized is that as you sit there. Um, your thoughts are part of meditation, right? And I remember I would do a lot of guided meditations and there were moments of the pain from my mom. Uh-huh. So I never dealt with that. Yeah. Um, and also with what happened with my ex. And I just, I would literally want to vomit and I would just bawl. I would cry and cry and cry. I'd feel so sick to my stomach. Like I said, I'd want to throw up. But I would be with it. I did that every fucking day and I've done that for two years now. And I allow myself to sit with it because I'm so committed to get freed up from all the things that I've gone through in life. And I think that if more people did that, a lot of freedom could come from with it. Just like you're saying, Hillary says, just be with it. Yeah. It will pass. Same thing. But we want to shut it off. Oh my God. You're... I feel like if you had to define addiction, Mm. that's what it would be. Like I am completely unable to feel any pain. I just, Mm. no fucking way. Sign me out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whatever I can take, whatever I can drink Mm -hmm. to not feel that. When in reality, it just prolongs it. You're going to feel it eventually. If not, this shit's going to make it even worse. Yeah. I can't tell you the amount of times I've sat wasted on a patio just like. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The biggest sob story victim. It doesn't Mm. like, oh. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like I really, I've never heard of that. That sounds so, it's really cool. Intense, but freeing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so Jake Woodard, um, I follow and listen to a lot of his podcasts. He was explaining the shadow work and I was like, oh my God, I've been doing that since my separation. I didn't even realize it like unconscious. Like I was just doing it unconsciously, but I didn't know what it was called. I'm like, oh, I'm just feeling this. I'm with it, dealing with it. But now I'm like, oh my gosh. I totally did the shadow work and I've been doing it. It's cool. He's, he talks a lot about um, masculine, feminine energy and just energy like in general, right? Yeah. He's a really, has a lot of uh, great content. Oh, his. That sounds so, so fascinating. It is fascinating, right? It's, um, yeah. It's but really I mean, I guess I'm just in awe of that process. You, mm-hmm. you kind of just dive in head first. Like you, you want to be so you are like, what do I have to do to be free of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you don't want to numb or escape any of it. And mm-hmm. my, and I feel like my mom is that way, but it, I got, I don't feel like that's very common. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying like, yeah, yeah. Not, you know, a lot, of, I think, um, like this year, a lot of people are 
waking up to really looking and doing some inner work. Like I think as a collective, it's, there's a lot of shifts happening. No, I have to agree with you because I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, anything is different this time, quote unquote, every addict says (laughs) it's going to be different this time. But Mm. for the first time, I'm like, I'm so excited and desperate to Mm. do whatever it takes Mm -hmm. to, I want to, I just want to be, for the first time, I want to be really happy. I don't want to be, you know, a better this, a more that, a talented, it's just, you're right. Honestly, yeah. there's a, there, it's definitely felt a very intense year. Least, oh but, yeah. Um, but I get that from you. It's different for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I admire you for that. Oh, I mean, yeah. Do any, yeah. Anybody that can fucking walk through their shit, like that takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of giving stuff up. When I say stuff, stories, uh, what are people going to think? Stories. You yep. just nailed it. Mm-hmm. My stories, man. Oh, those are, are fun, intricate, huh? and they—I believe it. <laughs> Let me tell you the I stories know, right? I tell myself. Good God! Mm-hmm. But even back to like what you said initially, mm-hmm. like the secrets. Mm-hmm. That's half the battle. Once that's out, like once I just said it, like, like I like I oh my god, I've been taking Xanax. Like oh my, huh? everyone was just like. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Why you, we, we understand why you've been really weird, right? <laughs> but like, no, wor- no worries. We're right. here for you. Like, right. how do you? I, I would even go. I would even say it's it's more than half the battle. Mm. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I don't know. Yeah. Well, just because I think, like you know, we have a lot of addiction in the family. It's just mm-hmm. a generational thing. I believe it's been going on for a while, don't you? Oh like, my gosh! Yeah, for, like if you want to get into like breaking the chain, all that shit. Yeah, oh, it's generations. For it sure. is, and it's ours and skips. Have you noticed that? Oh, I feel like ours kind of skips. It's mm-hmm. grandparents, and then like my mom, your mom, Jane, you know all them. Oh, that's true. And then, yes, yeah, I've done. I've looked into that, and I think it's definitely. It's definitely genetic, Holy but shit. it's kind of crazy. If you look at it, it skips. It actually skips. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause think of our aunts like, and they don't, but all of our cousins. Holy all shit. <laughs> Pays. I didn't even, I totally forgot about, I mean, I didn't even like, it just didn't even, I didn't think about that. But did you, like we have so many weird things. Like each aunt, I think has maybe more of a, a, a child that struggles a little bit more with addiction and each aunt has like a. A, a gay child it's yeah. crazy they all yeah. kind of have but yeah I keep wanting to say I'm not saying we're we're so different and all this mm. stuff but we put everything out on the table we do almost to a fault mm. and so it kind of forces it's forced me to get better a lot mm. quicker and a lot sooner and I I think it's it, it's a true gift I don't know a lot of um, <clears throat> families that are like that Oh no! You know that and that's the really lucky. We really are, and that's where like our our family dynamic is very unique. Mm-hmm. Our relationships rare. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's so um, it's just really cool because everyone has something, and nobody in our family is perfect, and everyone has gone through things or is struggling through things, and but we all just love each other unconditionally. Oh. Well, can you like I, this is? I hope I'm not saying anything like hurtful because I'm a part of it, but. Do you notice our family too? We'll all kind of, you know, we all talk a little shit. Mm. I mean, let's get real. And you know which aunt to call to, to get this. You know which aunt to call to get that. I do anyway. Like I've got, you know, I've got this. This one gives me like, well, I've, you know, 
I yeah. I have so much value in everyone. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if any of us were to get hurt or anything like that, it would be like a really mm. horrifying, embarrassing thing because oh, yeah. everyone just mm-hmm. how can we help? I mean, it's oh. more. I mean, I've yeah. I've lived with every single one of my aunts. Mm-hmm. I have detox on Aunt Julian's couch twice. Yeah, I mean. Mm. I remember one time. Oh God! <laughs> and this is kind of in the beginning of of like real, really hardcore alcoholism. We didn't really know what yeah. what to to do. And just to be clear, when you're detoxing from alcohol, depending on how much you've been drinking, it's very dangerous. They mm. highly recommend oh. you go to a hospital, and they you know they help you. You can't you can't just quit. Very scary. So I go, <laughs> Joe, my aunt, our aunt Jolene. She's I mean, she's just. Oh, the best. She yes. could not wait. She goes, Doug's coming down there to get you. <laughs> get your bags packed. I'm wasted. Oh, and my shit. uncle does. He he walks in. He goes, Pace, come on. I mean, I can't walk. And anyway, oh, so we shit. get there, and Julie is just pumped. She is so fucking happy <laughs> that I'm there, and she is good. This gonna work. Everything's gonna be great. So the night goes on, and I we don't have any alcohol in the house. Nothing. She goes, Okay, this is it. You're done. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, All right, cool. So that night. I start hallucinating. Mm. I had tremors. I thought, I thought there was someone on the couch. I was pulling her cushions apart. Like I thought there was someone there mm. and she comes down and she's like, uh, uh, pays, pays. Uh, <laughs> Hey, l- listen, I don't know what's uh, going on right now, but you're, you're here with it's Jolene. I mean, like it was looking back, we call and we laugh our fucking asses off because she's going what the fuck? She's there. We don't know, and I don't either. Yeah. We, later, we find out she's got a bunch. Of, you know, she's got some friends in in Alcoholics Anonymous, and they're all like, "She just quit. She just stopped." Like you got to no. That's dangerous. Oh, and we yeah. didn't know. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, it was just so funny because yeah, <laughs> you know Jolene. Yeah. She's she's cooking dinner. <laughs> whatever you need, she's got like this perfect bed laid oh, out. I mean, she's so, so sweet. Cute. She's yes. painting my nails. And then, yeah, I tore apart her couch. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the severity of it. And, yeah, you mean you you wouldn't have known. You know what I mean? But, anyway, back to, you know, back to that. That our family just, they're, I mean, they would, you know, they're waiting in line to see what, how they can help. Please give us, you know, what can we do? What can they do? It's really, really awesome. It is. It's so. uh, I've taken it for granted a lot, mm -hmm. to be honest. Yeah. It just, you know, you see other other families. Not that there's anything Maybe, wrong, yeah. but you just see, and you're just like, oh my gosh, like I really am. It just puts things yeah. into perspective. Like, I'm like so there's, grateful. yeah, there's even been a time where I'm like, you know, an instance with another family, and you're like, oh my gosh, we got to go help them. Let's go do something. And they're, you know, they're going, um, no, it's none of our business. We don't go over yeah. to their house. Like, what? <laughs> We're not. No. Anyway, I know it's so true. Huh? It's just, I funny. know, I know. So, okay. So Pace, is there anything that you could give to people that are just anything else with people who are currently struggling and also the people who have, um, those in their family that are struggling, who can they show up and be for them? And also for the addict themselves was, is there anything right now? I mean, we can reiterate a few things, but just, I don't know if there's anything else that you have just yeah. to, to share anything else before we. Honestly, I just, anyone who might be hearing, like you said, and you're, you're feeling that really horrible pit in your stomach of 
you know, that, that secret, whatever it is that's holding you back. And it's just, it's eating you away. It's so much harder to sit with that than it is to get better. I promise you. Mm. And you can get better fast. Yeah. And I know that, I don't know, I had a friend die about a year ago and it was really hard. Yeah. It's a process and I, he killed himself and I just, you know, I just want, I wish, I wish anybody that's in that pain, like what my sister says, it will pass. Yeah. It will pass. And you can get happy so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just, I don't know what it's like to be on the other side of addiction. I, I really don't. I mean, I had a lot of horrible moments with my sister that I was scared and afraid. And, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted her to get better because, you know, she wasn't doing well. So I kind of, I kind of know that, that desperate feeling, but if anything, yeah, don't, don't look at whoever it is, your loved one or or, or a friend, you know, right. Really try and do Micah what you do and don't look at them as that's their, their thing, you know? I don't even know. I, I hope I'm even making No, you sense. are. I don't look at them as tonight. they're an addict. Yeah. Don't look at them as their past. Because I promise you, we're already really embarrassed. Mm-hmm. We're already really, and I, and not to sound like such a victim because, you know, getting well is, like I said, it's, it's a lot easier than staying stuck. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you, I'm a chronic relapser. Like, it, oh, this is what I did want to mention. My sister brought it up to me today. Hmm. If you are struggling with any sort of substance, especially alcohol and drugs, Hillary said it perfectly. They're out there. Don't worry. They're going to be there. So if, you know, they're always, they're always going to be there. Mm -hmm. Nothing changes. And if you, you know, that feeling of like, oh my God, like I'm never going to have to drink again. I'm never going to do, have that feeling again. Like that's my best friend. That's my confidence. That's everything. Well, don't worry. They're always going to be there. Mm. Like I, and I, I hope that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying that. I'm not really doing it justice. The way Hillary explains it is just, you know, she's she's just so calm about it. You know, I, I was having a, a rough moment a, a while ago, and she's like, well, hey, you know what? Just go to bed tonight, and if it's that bad tomorrow, you can drink. Right. And even that alone, I was like, oh, well, you're right. I'm not like, signing my life away. And I still right. feel that now. I still mm. I still get that little kind of a panic feeling like, well, what if shit gets really bad? And mm. I don't have an I don't have an exit strategy. Like I don't have right. yeah. my pills. Like you're telling me I can no. Mm. <clears throat> it's a lot easier for me if I just be you know what? I'm just not doing it today. Yeah. Good. And if, if that makes Ooh, it totally I makes hope sense. that makes sense. <laughs> yes, it totally makes sense. And just to kind of like simple it down, I, I seriously go off on so many different things. It never changes. The drugs, the alcohol, they're always going to be there. Mm. And it really is so, so much easier to get better. If you're sitting there right now, if you're in your car right now, and you're just like, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way I can live my life without this. There's no way I could, I can even get sober. It's going to be too hard. I'll, I'll have to detox. Like it's, it. I know it seems impossible, but just take that, that next baby step. Just even just 
telling someone that secret. Mm. That's half the battle. Yeah. And I promise you can feel better fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, I don't know. I know I just kind of keep repeating myself, but with, no, with um, perfect case. how you, how you are, Mike's. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can explain it a little bit better than I can, but really, um, just the kinder you are and the more supportive you are, the harder we want to fight, the harder I want to fight. Mm-hmm. If it's, you know, you're not allowed over at my home again. I, I can't believe what you did. It, blah, blah, blah. And anything like that. I just want to crawl back into that hole. Like, what's yeah. the point? And yeah. I know that sounds awful. It does not. No. At victimy. But mm. especially in the beginning with, with us addicts, mm. just be a little bit more gentle. And I, it, it, it goes a long way. It does. It yeah. really does. Yeah. No, I love that, Paige. And I think that, you know, the whole thing is, you know, people want to be seen and heard. Oh, my God. I swear, you're in my right. fucking head. It's like, yeah. oh, you've always been that way. Yeah. You've always had like that weird spidey <laughs> thing. Um, no, it's, yeah. It's, and then that's where it's, it's giving up who they were yesterday, giving up who they were a year ago and oh, just getting, yeah, and getting where they are right now in this moment. Yeah. Where are they committed to right now? Where are they at? Are they using or are they not? Are they struggling with anxiety or are they not? Are they going through a divorce? What, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just really see people and it's it's truly a gift to be able to just be with people in the moment and mm-hmm. see them. Because again, again, I'm just repeating myself as people want to be seen and heard. Every single person wants to. So, you, like you couldn't have said it more, yeah. more perfect. My mom finally said to me, a while back because I, I was, I was sober, but I, they call it a dry drunk. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're sober, but you're not doing any work. So mm-hmm. you may as well be drinking cause you're just miserable. Mm-hmm. And I was in that funk. I wasn't willing Ooh. to, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't using, but shit, I probably should have been. Cause I was just so I was white knuckling it every day. And it was really hard to be around. Mm-hmm. And my mom finally said, God, you just really want to be heard. And I was, and I finally was like, yeah, Ooh. yes, thank you. And, but then she said, Pays you are just stop. Like it, you are heard. You're trying so hard to be heard that it's, it's just, it's a, it's a lot of just madness. I don't really know how to explain it any better, but it kind of shifted for me. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Relax. <laughs> but it took her saying that to you. Yeah. Right. And it yeah, almost kind right. of gave you permission in a way. So sometimes, sometimes yeah. we're so sucked in, we can't get out. So it takes that one person to say, Hey, you are. Yeah. Yes. Are you? And, and that's been that's been mm-hmm. my mom and yeah. my sister, and then of course, of course, you. I love that we get to do this together because you I you know. do hold such an important role in my life. So mm-hmm. thank you, ditto, my love. I love you so much. This has been awesome. I know it's been so good. Well, anything else? I mean. God, I just think about you and I. We could be here till fucking morning. I just I, know. I don't know. I know, huh? <laughs> if you're listening to this for the first time or for the, the entirety uh, of, of Micah's podcast journey, like fucking share it and and be committed to this. You will not regret it. I mean, having having this kind of stuff is, is really powerful, Mike's. Mm-hmm. I seriously just want to be like, okay, listen, get your getting follow this woman. I know she's my cousin, but I don't even want to say <laughs> that because then I feel like like she's so this this um, even just having this 
in your life right now, especially mm-hmm. in this day and age and where we are, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people I don't think can afford, afford therapy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of people even have, in, like, it's just kind of a shit show right now. Yeah. And, you know, even if you have someone in your life, just pass this uh, little, little nugget yes. on, you know, please do. Yes. I think you, you can help a lot of people Thank way you. more than you already are, but you know, well, and just from you sharing what you shared, I know a lot of people will get a lot of value out of this. <laughs> you know, because well, just you know what I'm serious because it takes something to be here and to be vulnerable and share this with the world and to say, hey, look, this is what was so for me. This is where I'm at now, though. You know, well, and I, I I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you again, but let me just say, Micah, like I really wanted to do this, and I was really excited. I I, I wanted. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I wanted to come and portray this like really cool picture and mm-hmm. tell you my original sober date. And then I was just like, fuck, I, I can't. And I knew instantly that it just, I wouldn't be able to be on it and it's okay. Maybe in a year. Mm-hmm. And you, you were like, what? Oh my God, that's great. No, please. Like that, that even makes it better. Yeah. I can't tell you how important that made me feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, that alone was just like, she's still, she's still about, okay. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Pace. Oh yeah. I, and, and I knew that it, I didn't, I mean, I didn't know how long or whatever, but again, I didn't see that. I knew you were on this path of, you know, yeah, um, sobriety. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I could see if you were in the thick of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you're in, just yeah. like, you're still drinking. You're not even, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you couldn't even have weird? a conversation. You've always known. Because remember, I would come mm-hmm. over. Oh, very, yes. I was really bad when Blakely was born. Yes. I don't know why that time yes. hit home. Oh my God. And you'd be like, come up, have a sleepover with me. Like, because we, I know we did this all the time yeah. and you I mean so well. uh, and well and I think here I think I'm coming over and it's gonna be fine there's no way you'll know and then like you know weeks later you'd be like well well you weren't really making sense pace and it's okay it's fine and you weren't I couldn't understand you and you were eyes were glazed but you know it's no big deal and I'm here I'm thinking I had like completely fooled you and and we had this great time and you, but you never tell you kicked me out you just were like oh well, okay she's not sober. <laughs> it's not funny, but it is so funny because I would be like, so funny. I would just think, you know, oh, me and Mike had such a fun time. We just did all this. And she's probably, I remember you just being like, oh, well, you'd be like, yeah, huh? We did. <laughs> you always knew. There's a couple of people in my life, they know instantly. They're just like, oh, yeah, she is not doing yeah. well. Like, just mm. for the most part, I feel like this is probably me too, just feeling like I can fool people, but. Yeah, for the most part, I can kind of hold it together. Uh, you guys always know. Oh, yeah, we always know. <laughs> but, hey, you know what? That – I remember those moments, and you really helped me a lot with Blakely because, man, she was oh really colicky and wouldn't sleep, and you would help me sway her. Or you had to be and on that medicine had, ball. We had to be, yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I We just – the memories we have. Oh, my – I know. I don't even mm, – Great. A lot. Anyway. Well, babe, I loved having you on tonight. This was so great. I'm just, I, I'm, yeah, I'm so grateful and I love we got to hang out. I know. Of all the things, I was like, I can't wait to go hang out with her tonight. Yeah, you know, it's midnight, right? Oh, it's full on midnight. We've, been, we've literally been just talking for a few hours. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh! That's really disturbing. Wow. That's disturbing. Nobody's going to think that's funny. They're going to be like, this is fucking weird. That's annoying. <laughs> All right, you guys, thanks for joining us, and I hope you have an amazing week.
Thank you so much for joining. Now remember, Paisley's going to be singing acapella right after this, so don't go anywhere. Be sure to listen to that. Check her voice out. It's absolutely incredible. The song she sings is so beautiful. And a reminder to go over to Apple Podcast, write a review, and subscribe, so then you get notified every time a new episode comes out, which is weekly. And again, I love connecting on Facebook or or Instagram. You can follow me at Micah J. Bruin, M-I-K-A-J-B-R-U-I-N. And ready? Here's Paisley. Got a date a week from Friday with the preacher's son. Everybody says he's crazy. I have to see. I finally moved to Jackson when the summer came. I won't have to pay that boy to rake my leaves. I'm probably going on and on, it seems. I'm doing more of that these days. I probably wouldn't be this way. I probably wouldn't hurt so bad. I never pictured every minute without you in it. Oh, you left so fast. Sometimes I see you standing there. Sometimes it's like I'm losing touch. Sometimes I feel that I'm so lucky to have had the chance to love this much. God gave me moments, grace. Cause if I never see your face, it probably wouldn't be this way. Mama says that I just shouldn't speak to you. Susan says that I should just move on. You ought to see the way these people look at me. When they see me round here talking to this stone Everybody thinks I've lost my mind But I just take it day by day I probably wouldn't be this way I probably wouldn't hurt so bad I never pictured every minute without you in it. Oh, you left so fast. Sometimes I see you standing there. Sometimes it's like I'm losing touch. Sometimes I feel that I'm so lucky to have had the chance to love this much. God gave me a moment's grace. Cause if I never see your face, I probably wouldn't be this way. Got a day a week from Friday with the preacher's son. Everybody says I'm crazy. Guess I'll have to see.